Welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio, where we are changing the way parents talk to their kids about sex, relationships, and how to stay safe in our rapidly changing world. You are your kid's best source of information and primary example. In these thought-provoking conversations, Robin and her guests seek to improve your relationship skills, expand your knowledge, and give you the tools to help your kids make the most out of their lives. Now, here's your host, Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, welcome to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. I'm your host, Robin LaCrosse, and today we are going to be talking about losing your virginity. Today's episode is dedicated to the young people in my life who are ready to begin exploring their sexuality. And you know what? Sex is amazing, but only in the right context and in under the right circumstances. Sex is an adult activity that can have life-changing consequences. It's also a normal, natural part of growing up. It's a stepping stone to becoming an adult. So if you think you're ready to have sex, then you are also ready to have the information that goes along with it. The good, the bad, the ugly, and what often gets neglected to mention, the beautiful, the magical, and the awkward, the uncomfortable, and not to mention all of the conversations that come along with it. Today, we're going to talk all about it. So why do I want to have this conversation in the first place? You know, it's really important to me that young women grow up knowing and understanding their body. And this comes out of my personal experiences, lots of different reasons. But, you know, the very first time I had sex, I was completely clueless about my body. I was 14 years old. I thought that as long as I was not bleeding, that I would not get pregnant. And the reason I thought that is because I knew that dogs got pregnant when they were in heat. I had no idea that human bodies were completely different and do not work the same way. You know, when you don't have all the information, your brain fills in the gaps with things like that, that you, that you make up, that you, that you deduce, that you think, you know, this is how this works. So it must be, this must be how it works with humans. And that's not necessarily the case. So that's why I think it's just so important for young women to have a good, solid understanding of their bodies. And you know what? This includes having sex, how to have sex, how to be safe, how to safely explore sexuality. So for today's talk, we are going to be looking at this from a female perspective. We are going to assume that if you're in a relationship, that it is a healthy, happy, loving relationship. We're going to be talking about male and female relationships because that's what I am most familiar with. So we're going to use the term sex to refer to penis vagina sex. Now, sex can mean lots of different things, but in today's context, that is how we're generally going to be talking about it. And also assumes that you're going to be taking the information that you learned today and use it in a responsible way. You know, when I was growing up, I didn't have a big sister or a cool auntie who I could go to for information, to who I could talk to if I had questions. You know, in general, women, girls, we have been conditioned 
to want to please. And when it comes to sex, this can be a really hard and sometimes bitter lesson to learn. And I'm going to share it with you now in hopes that you can avoid some of the pain and suffering that comes along with learning this the hard way, okay? When it comes to sex, when it comes to your body, when it comes to your being, you have to look out for yourself. If you don't, if you won't, you can't expect anyone else to. You know, just, it's so true, especially with sex. Like, if you don't define what your boundaries are, someone else is going to come and will push. And if you don't know, you know, if you can't or won't say no or say where your boundaries are, then you may be doing things that you're not wanting to that you may come to regret later. So when it comes to yourself, you know, you have to protect yourself. You have to look out for yourself. You have to make sure that you put your needs first. So if somebody pressures you not to use a condom, you know, the long-term thing is you are number one. And to protect yourself, you have to use that condom. So don't let people pressure you, you know, put your life mask on first, your, your, your oxygen mask on first, right? Okay. Now, with any of these big life-changing type things, there is often a legal requirement for a certain age. Like, for example, to drive a car, you have to be 16 years old to get your license. To vote, you have to be 18 years old. To drink alcohol, you have to be 21. To join the military, you have to be 18. To have sex, it's going to vary between states, but in general, about the age 16 is the legal age where you are, can legally consent to have sex. I would encourage you to look it up in your state to see what the laws are around statutory rape. Because if you are under that age and you are engaging sexually with your partner, you may, you could put your partner, somebody that you love, at risk for going to jail for statutory rape. So it's important to know your lo- the laws in your state if you are under the legal age of consent to have sex. And the same thing goes for you. If you are, you know, if, if somebody, if a parent is unhappy and wants to press charges against you, you know, you could get in trouble too. You could possibly go to jail. And, you know, I don't say this stuff to scare you. These are just things that can and do happen. So let's talk a little bit about consent. When you are talking about having sex with somebody, you need permission. You need permission for each step of the way. And these days, it's become more and more necessary to have these conversations, to have that verbal, yes, I want to continue. And, you know, if somebody says no, you have to stop. If somebody is not sure that they want to continue, you can't continue. You have to stop. If someone is ambivalent, they don't care either way, that is not an enthusiastic yes, and you need to stop. I mean, when you are ready to have sex, it should be like, yes, I want to do this every step of the way kind of thing. So if you don't have that buy-in, if you don't have that full body yes, then definitely don't overlook that. Like don't, because that's like a, it's like violating yourself if you are you know, 
saying yes or, you know, going along with something when really inside your answer is no. So it's important. So let's see. Um, I also want to mention sexual abuse. Now, it's a huge problem. About one in four, one in five girls have had an experience of sexual abuse. Now, depending, you know, there's, there's, this is a big topic and I don't have, I don't, I actually don't want to go into it deeply today, but what I want to do, what I do want to say here is that when somebody has been sexually abused, we have been taught to go against or go along with things that feel uncomfortable. So to go against our gut feelings. And so our boundaries are easily moved and it may feel uncomfortable verbalizing to people in positions of power and people who have been sexually abused may be more sexually advanced than their peers. And, you know, if anybody has, you know, confided in you, like you say, your partner has confided in you, or maybe you have been sexually abused yourself it can be very helpful to speak to a mental health professional who can help you sort out these things, things that may come up as you start exploring your sexuality or may help you to understand things that your partner might be going through as you start to explore your sexuality together. So, you know, sexual abuse, it's, it's a definitely, it's a big thing. If there is history, you know, between you and or your partner, you know, it's, there's nothing wrong with seeking out somebody out, you know, somebody out who has experience in addressing these kinds of issues. So let's talk a little bit about losing your virginity. You know, really, I mean, honestly, this is just kind of a stupid concept. It comes from people who want you to think about, you know, having sex as like bad and wrong. It's like associated with losing your innocence. You don't want to lose something that is important, right? So it's just part of this whole thing of, you know, I have like five things I want to say here at once. You know, like, for example, two lesbian women, like at what point do they lose their virginity? Do they never lose, lose their virginity even though they're having sex? Like, you know, it's virginity is like an outdated concept and we should just throw it out. It is, it's, it's just, it doesn't apply anymore really. So in, you know, and, and having sex for the first time, it's just a normal part of growing up, you know, like for example, like if you have penetration with a dildo, are you still a virgin? I mean, there's just so many questions now. It's like virginity just doesn't even make sense anymore. <laughs> you, know? you know, so with sex, the main thing is, is, you know, do it safely, do it in a responsible way. So you've made the decision to have sex. Now what? Great question. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to talk all about it. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. 
Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. We're back. So you've made the decision to have sex. You want to have sex. So now what? Well, honestly, the first thing I would do is I would communicate this desire to your parents. Get parental buy-in. Let them know that you're interested in learning more about sex and that you're maybe interested in having sex. And if you don't have a partner, that's okay. You can still tell them that. If you do have a partner, you can still tell them that. Totally fine. And what I might suggest is, you know, go on Amazon, get like a list of books that you find interesting and present them with a list and say, you know, I want to learn more about sex. What you want to do is present a, you know, show them that you're being responsible, that you're going about this in a responsible way. You're communicating with them. You're telling them that you, you know, that you're interested, that you want to learn more, you're interested in having sex, and you want to do this safely. You could ask them for a vibrator. I'll post some suggestions in the show notes. Uh, You can go to holisticsexedradio.com. And just click on the show notes, go to this episode, and you'll find I'll post some suggestions there for you. You know, when you get parental buy-in, it prevents you from having to sneak around. They can help you get condoms, to get birth control, to provide a safe place for sexual exploration. You know, if you can explore in the safety of your own room, That is like the best place to be able to explore sex. It's much better than, you know, at a party or in the back of a car or, you know, just those places aren't really necessarily a safe place. When you are in a safe environment that allows you to relax and for women in particular, if it's it's much easier for us to achieve orgasm if we feel safe, if we can relax and be in that safe environment. When you get parental buy-in, it helps to prevent parental interference in your relationship. So, you know, I would really encourage you to go to your parents, have that conversation, let them know that you're being responsible, ask for more information, give them the list of books that you're interested in, and, you know, get them to get on board. You know, you can ask them if they would buy you some condoms for, you know, whenever it is. Maybe you're still single. Maybe you're not. You know, ask them if they can just have some condoms available. That way, whenever you decide to have sex, you can do it safely. Ask them for birth control. You know, get long-term 
long acting, you know, user error, error proof birth control, like a IUD or, you know, I'm not a big fan of hormones, but they do serve their purpose. And, you know, so what I would suggest with those is do your homework, read about them, find out what the side effects are, decide if that's something that you want to change, you know, if you want to try. I would also suggest listening to the episode I have coming up very soon with Nicole Jardim, who is the period lady. And we talk all about like birth control, hormonal birth control, the effects on periods and that sort of thing. It's a very, very interesting conversation. So now that you've decided that you want to have sex, I would invite you to consider these questions, okay? This way you can identify what you actually want out of the experience. You know, what do you want your first time to be like? Why do you want to have sex? What are your motives? How do you think it will make you feel once you've had sex? What do you hope will happen? Do you think you'll be different in some way? What are your expectations? What do you think will happen? What are the things that you haven't thought about yet? It's definitely worthwhile to put some energy into these. Because there's always consequences that you don't think of. That's what happened with me. I didn't realize that by me choosing to have sex with my boyfriend at the age of 14, that it would result in my parents working to break us up. So that was an unintended unforeseen consequence. So what happens? You know, what happens if you get dumped? What happens if you get pregnant? What happens if everybody at school finds out? What happens if the parental units who were not in the know find out? What if you can't get birth control? Here's a tip, pro tip on this one. Don't have sex. Okay. <laughs> Seriously. If you, if you can't get birth control, do not do anything that could result in pregnancy. There are lots of ways to pleasure each other that do not involve putting a penis inside the vagina. That's how you get pregnant, okay? Just in case you didn't know, that's how you get pregnant. You want to keep semen out of and away from the vagina. All right. And also, you know, condoms, so, so important. I know you've heard it before. And if you haven't, let's just let me tell you that condoms will protect you from sexually transmitted diseases and infections. Even if you are a virgin and you've never had sex, you could still have an infection that could be transmitted sexually. Your partner could have an infection that they don't know about that could be transmitted sexually. So condoms, 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 very important. So the, you know, I would invite you to think about why you want to have sex. It's an opportunity for self-exploration. Is it because you think it will make him love you? I have a tip. Sex does not equal love. Okay. Another tip for you. When you have sex with somebody, women generate this hormone called oxytocin. That is the bonding hormone. And so when you have sex with somebody, it makes you bond with that person. It doesn't necessarily mean that they feel the same way about you. It can make breaking up or having things not work out 
that much more painful because you're that much more attached. You know, if you're thinking about doing it because everybody else is doing it or you've gone this far and why stop now or he wants to, but you're not ready or you want to, but he's not ready. Or if you think it will make you popular or fit in, these are all really not good reasons to have sex. It's not going to work out the way that you think it will. The real reason to have sex is because you both want to. No expectations. It's not going to like make anything happen. It's because you both want to. Why is it important to know what you want? It's so important to know what you want. This might seem like a strange time to have the, what do you want to do with your life conversation? But this is actually the perfect time for that conversation. You know, childhood is such a small part of your life, yet it lays the foundation for all that is to come. It's a rare opportunity where all of your needs get taken care of. And all you have to do is show up and do your part, which usually means go to school and do a few chores around the house. You know, when I was, I don't know, 10 years old, teenager, et cetera, et cetera, I had the opportunity to do art. I painted, I made macrame, I did plant hangers, I did beadwork, I gardened. I studied the wild plants in my area. I studied astronomy. I took that opportunity to really explore my interests and learn new skills. And I learned lots of really cool things that I sometimes pull out and use today. Like I have been known to get, you know, make a, a macrame plant hanger when I buy a new plant and need a macrame, you know, a plant hanger in my window. I just sit down and make one. Or if I want a new pair of earrings, I bead myself a new pair of earrings. You know, these skills that I learned during my teenage years were are things that I get to use, I've been using in the 30 years since. And, you know, maybe I don't have time to paint these days, but someday, maybe when I retire, I'll get to do that again. Here's a pro tip. Take advantage of this time in your life to explore and try as many different things as you possibly can, because it will help you decide what you want to do with your life. When I was 20, I took a mythology class and I was exposed to Joseph Campbell. And he said, follow your bliss. If you do that, you'll never work a day in your life. And you know what? I have been following my bliss ever since. And I love what I do. And those were words to live by. You know, as you go through your life, you may find things like that too, that you latch onto that shape and guide the course of your life going forward. In fact, I would even invite you to sit down and do a little visualization exercise. Imagine that you are 30 years old and picture what your life is like. Imagine, you know, like maybe you have the inspiration to do a certain job. And just imagine what it would be like if that was your job and you were successful at it and you, you know, have your house and what does your life look like? All these kinds of things. You know, do you have a family? How many pets do you have? Like what color car do you drive? What kind of car do you drive? All of these kinds of things like visualize, like what would you 
like your life to be like when you're 30 years old? Because I'll let you in on a little secret. Most people don't give much thought to what they really want for themselves. They might say things like, oh, I want a nice car or a fancy house. I want to be rich, you know, whatever the case may be. But few people will actually make a plan to manifest this in their life. People who are very successful are often those who create goals, review them regularly, and they are very clear about what they want and they will work towards it. They'll take those baby steps to make it happen. That's all any goal ever took was you taking those little tiny baby steps every single day that get you to that destination. Now, if you're wondering what any of this has to do with having sex for the first time, hang on, I'll get to that. You know, right now you are in your second 12-year cycle. Now, what is that? In your first 12 years of, of your life, your parents taught you how to be a civilized human being, how to exist in this world that we live in. Now, in the next 12 years, ages 12 to 24, you are discovering who you are. You're making lots of choices that will have a direct impact on the course and direction of the rest of your life. I assume, you know, we assume that you will complete high school. You may decide on a career path that will require a college degree. Maybe you'll meet your life partner and decide to get married and start a family. Or maybe you'll travel the world. You are still learning who you are and your brain is developing during this time period. All the way through age 24, your brain is still developing. In the 12 years that follow that, up through age 36, your brain development is complete, your frontal cortex has completed its growth, and you have a better sense of who you are and what you want in your life. For those of you who want kids, this age bracket is ideal. Chances are you'll be more financially stable, you'll have a secure relationship, you'll have chosen your career path, You know, it just makes for a much stable future for your children. So why does any of this matter? Well, it's because sex can change your life. So it's good to know where you want to go, what you want for your life. And it's okay if you don't have it all figured out. The main thing is is to be thinking about it. You know, what do you want for yourself? Because if you have no idea and you're just going to go with the flow, you know, when you, when you're 30 years old, you may not like where you landed in life. So I believe, I personally believe that you can create your own reality. You can create the life that you want to live. You just have to put some time and energy into figuring out what kind of life do you want to live? You know, you're only with your parents for 18 years, and then you have the whole rest of your life. Maybe you live to be 100 years old. That's 80 years of figuring out your own shit, right? That's right. So take advantage of this time and learn everything you can. And then when you go forth, you're going to have a really great start for your life. So let's talk about how to have good sexual experiences. Actually, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll come back and we'll talk about how to have good sexual experiences. We'll be right back. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey, everyone. We're back. Okay, so how do you have good sexual experiences? Well, first of all, protect yourself from pregnancy. You don't want to get pregnant until you're good and ready to get pregnant, okay? Use condoms. Get parental buy-in. It's going to make your life a thousand times easier. Make love, have sex in a safe place. Again, parental buy-in is going to make that so much easier. Spend time educating yourself and your partner about the topic of sex. Keep in mind, you know, most adults didn't get a good education about sex. And so, you know, books are really the way to go. Learn as much as you can. Spend time talking to your partner about sex. Make sure both parties are consenting at each step of the way. Honor your yeses and your noes. You know, and I would suggest too, like, notice what your yeses and your noes feel like. So pay attention to like when somebody like asks you a question, you're like, oh, yeah, that would be great. Like, that's a full body yes. Or somebody, you know, asks you, you know, to do something, you're just like, oh, Jesus, I don't want to do that. You know, that's like, a, that's a no, right? And, you know, notice how that feels in your body. And with practice, you can instantly tell, like, when a situation arrives, like, is this a yes for me? Is this a no for me? And you can tune into yourself in that way. So I would encourage you to, you know, learn to identify your yeses and your noes and notice when it goes into that more gray area where you feel more ambivalent about things. All right. And finally, how to have good sexual experiences is to explore your body, explore your partner's body, go slow, savor the experience. The deliciousness is in the slowness and the sensual experiences. So we'll talk more about that here. So things to know about having sex, okay? When you have sex with someone, the hormone oxytocin is released. This is called the bonding hormone. Women get more attached than guys do when we have sex. It can make it hurt more if you break up, okay? 
Now, society encourages young men to have sex with as many women as they can. And if women try to do the same, we get judged and shamed. It's not right. It's what happens. Do us all a favor and don't judge other women who do the same thing. We are all guilty of slut shaming in one way or another, whether we judge the way somebody dresses, the way they you know, walk, how many people they have sex with, all of that sort of thing. Keep in mind, too, that girls mature physically and mentally faster than boys. So you are going to probably be more mature than your partner. That's okay, but it's something to keep in mind. When you start engaging with somebody sexually, you will be taking on their energy, their flora and fauna. What is flora and fauna? Well, flora and fauna, those are the bacteria, the viruses, the, the things that you pick up from another person, from being in that intimate space, from sharing you know, fluids with somebody, you know, oral bacteria from kissing. It's like, make sure that this person is somebody that you want to take on their bacteria with, right? It's like, you are going to be taking on a piece of them. So make sure that that person is worthy of you. Now, let's talk a little bit about the unexpected consequences of sex. So I mentioned, you know, one of them already, which is parental interference in the relationship. You know, I had that experience. You know, it can make it very difficult for a relationship to continue when your parents don't approve. Pregnancy can be an unexpected consequence. When you're pregnant, there's only three options you can have an abortion, you can give the baby up for adoption, or you can become a mother. Those are the three options. If you decide that you do not want to continue the pregnancy, timing is everything. If you're going to have an abortion, you have to do it early in the process. That's why tracking your cycles is very important. If you're sexually active, you should always be writing down the first day of your period on for every single cycle. If you decide that you want to have an abortion, there are two ways to do it. Medical, which is abortion pills. You go to the doctor, they give you pills, you follow instructions, you get your period. The other way is surgical. You go to the clinic, they physically remove the contents of your uterus, and then you're no longer pregnant. Believe me when I say it is best to avoid this situation at all costs until you are absolutely positively ready to have a baby. Spare yourself the whole process, you know, <laughs> like being in that situation. It's like you don't want to be pregnant. When you don't want to be pregnant, you don't want to be pregnant, right? So, yeah. All right. Another thing, unexpected consequences, is sexually transmitted infections. Like I mentioned before, even if you're a virgin, you could still carry something, okay? Protect yourself. Another thing to be aware of is sometimes people kiss and tell. It can get out in school. It could be embarrassing. Small towns can be difficult to escape. Somebody could say something about you that's not true. You know, how much do you trust the person you're with? These Teenage relationships can be fickle in nature. Sometimes they can be really hurtful. So, you know, be careful. Protect yourself. Protect your heart. Be careful who you share yourself with. 
Do not ever, 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 can I say that again? Do not ever send naked pictures. Two reasons. One, it's child pornography. You could get into really big trouble. You or your partner could go to jail. You could be labeled as a sex offender. This will ruin your life. It is very difficult to get a job if you are a registered sex offender. If you love the person you are with, you do not want them to be a sex offender. There's very serious consequences with that. Okay, the other reason is revenge porn. Sometimes, a lot of times, these relationships will end. And what happens is those pictures get put out on the internet. They come back to hurt you forever. The internet is forever. Don't put yourself at risk. No matter how much somebody pressures you, do not send naked pictures. If they are pressuring you to send naked pictures, run the other way. This person is not somebody you want to give yourself to. All right. So now that you have chosen your partner, the one that you will have sex with, if you're going to have sex, there are things that you need to talk about first. One of the most important things is, you know, are you on the same page? All too often, people make assumptions. You know, what are your expectations in the relationship that you're in? Are you boyfriend and girlfriend? Did you have that conversation? Is it casual? Is it serious? Do you actually know? Are you exclusive? Are you seeing other people? Often we have expectations around our relationship that may not be grounded in reality because we have not actually had that conversation with our partner. We're making things up. And it hurts when people do not live up to our expectations. We were expecting something that somebody was not on the same page as us. That hurts. Remember, sex does not equal love. I once had a very interesting conversation with somebody who was in a quote-unquote long-term relationship. When I asked them, you know, like, how long is long-term? Their response was six months. And the person that they were with was quite shocked by that because for them, long-term relationship was more like five years, 10 years, lifetime maybe. So it was very shocking to hear, oh, six months, that's not long at all. So it's really about, you know, perspective, like what is long-term relationship? What is dating? What is hooking up? It may be very different from one person to a next. So it's important to listen to what somebody tells you when you ask these questions and not just hear what you want to hear. Sometimes we hear things we don't want to hear and we want to deny that, but it only comes back to bite us in the long run. It can be very helpful to know that this is a short-term thing, you know, it's only going to be six months or two, you know, maybe a couple of years. Framing expectations appropriately can help avoid or at least maybe ease some of the heartbreak that can come with relationships and intimacy, especially when things don't work out. So things to know about teenage relationships, 
is that most relationships are not meant to last. This is an opportunity to grow and discover what you like and what you don't like in a partner. You know, this is a time that in your life that's going to have a really big impact on your future. The relationships that you experience now, they're likely to be intense. You know, emotions run deep. The heartbreak is real. The brain, you know, you are in a period of brain development where it actually makes your emotions more intense. It might be interesting for you to know that the average age that teenagers are currently having sex is around 17 years old. If you would like my big sister advice, take your time. Don't rush to have penis vagina sex. Some of the best, the absolute best making out you will ever experience is before you actually have sex. The anticipation is delicious. After you have sex for the first time, it often comes with an expectation that you'll just do it. You'll have sex. And a lot of times you'll miss out on all that delicious buildup that happens before you actually have sex. You know, like it's like endless foreplay. It's like weeks or months or however long before you're, you know, you're with your partner, you know, before you actually have sex, maybe it's years of, you know, that playing and petting and kissing and, it can be very, very arousing and stimulating. And then once you've had sex, then a lot of times that petting and kissing and all of that stuff, like you don't really spend as much time there because now you've had sex, that that whole newness or like that barrier has been crossed. And so now you just kind of like jump right to the sex and skip over a lot of that other stuff, which is unfortunate because women's bodies really actually thrive on all of that kissing and petting and warming up. It helps us to have a, a more orgasmic experience. It makes it easier for us to have orgasms. It helps our, our bodies are just built differently than a man's body. What you may not know is we actually have as much erectile tissue as men do. It just is laid out differently and it doesn't get rock hard like a penis will. So we can wake up those tissues and get them to engorge with blood, but it takes stimulation. It takes working those tissues. And so by missing out on those steps, because we're just jumping right to sex, we miss out a lot in the process. So conversations to have with a partner, we are going to jump into that next when we come back from this commercial break. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Everyone wants more pleasure, yet pleasure is an uncomfortable topic. Would you be surprised to know that most women have never taken the time to fully explore their bodies in intimate or erotic ways? That's why I'm hosting a powerful and long overdue web class on understanding female pleasure. Go to holisticsexedradio.com and click on the web class link at the top of the page for more information and to register for understanding female pleasure today. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Want to go deeper into this conversation? Visit us on the web at HolisticSexEdRadio.com. Now back to Robin LaCrosse. Hey everyone, we're back. So conversations to have with a partner if you're going to have sex with them. First of all, you have to have this STD conversation, you know, and again, People can have sexually transmitted infections even if they've never had sex before. Things like hepatitis, you know, there's uh, there's a whole list of STDs. We're not going to go into all of them here, but there are resources available and I'll post them in the show notes. Another conversation to have is, you know, what is sex? What does it mean to you? Again, the consent conversation you know, what do you want to explore? How far do you want to go? And this is an important conversation because when you are in the heat of the moment, it's important to honor the agreement that you made about how far you want to go. In the heat of the moment, it would be really easy just to push through and have sex. But if somebody has said, that, you know, they want to explore, play, but not actually have penetrative sex. That would be a violation of your agreement. And I think it's better to honor that agreement. You can always renegotiate it later. But I think, you know, it's part of building trust. And maybe you say something like, you know, I would really, really love to have sex with you right now. But we talked about wanting to stop not actually having penetrative sex. And I want to honor our agreement because I respect you and I love you and I want our relationship to grow and develop. And saying things like that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a measure of maturity and it's, it's important to honor those agreements because in the moment it can be hard to say no, that I don't want to do this because you don't want to let somebody down. And, you know, it's, so yeah, I think it's just, it's really important to be able to, you know, respect that agreement. And it's important to have these conversations when you're not having sex. So these are conversations that you'll have, you know, leading up to your sexual experiences. And then, you know, after you have that experience and, you know, maybe you did want to have sex, but you stopped because that was your agreement. You know, the next time you can have that discussion and say, hey, you know, it's like, I really wanted to have sex. You know, what do you think about maybe next time we actually go all the way and discuss that and have a conversation about it? So another conversation that you're going to want to have with your partner is who are you going to tell? I mean, when you have sex, 
chances are you're probably going to tell somebody. I don't know. Maybe it'll be your best friend. Maybe you're having these conversations with your parents, you know, all this kind of thing. But you want to maybe have that conversation with your partner and talk about, you know, who, if anyone, you'll tell. And keep in mind, too, that teenage relationships can be fickle. Best friends can suddenly turn around and be backstabbers. And, you know, you may want to be careful who you share that information with. And, you know, again, it's all about, you know, having agreements with your partner and honoring those agreements. Honoring those agreements is a sign of maturity. Again, you know, conversation to have with your partner, getting the parental consent, you know, making sure that both parents are on board. If it's not safe to have that conversation with a parent for some reason, you know, then that's a conversation too. And again, you know, think about like what happens if and when that parent finds out that you have been engaging sexually. I mean, chances are parents are smart. They've had sex too. They went sneaking around behind their parents' backs. They know the tricks. They've been there, done that. So you're probably just better off to be honest, (laughs) like for real, you know? Um, So, okay. Another conversation to have with your parent, with your, um, with your partner is logistic conversation. Like, where will it happen? Do you have birth control? Have we gotten birth control? How do we use a condom correctly? How do we explore safely? What about emergency contraception? If something goes wrong, what is emergency contraception? You know, what, you know, make sure that you have understanding. Have the what if conversations. What if a condom breaks? What if you get pregnant? This is, this can be really where it's helpful. And this is why I brought it up earlier. You know, this can be really helpful where it can be really helpful to be clear on what you want for your future. And then finally, you know, respecting each other and respecting your agreements if and when, if and or when the relationship ends, because a lot of the teenage relationships do end. So again, sign of maturity, you're growing up, you know, like if it ends, you know, there's no point in being vindictive or chasing them, trying to get them back. You know, it's like if they decided that, no, you're not the right person for whatever reason, you know, it's okay. There are lots of fish in the sea, as they say. And there are lots of people out there who will be suitable partners for you. So you get to decide what do you want your first time to be like? You know, honestly, your first time probably isn't going to be all that great. It's like, you know, riding a bike, you know, (laughs) for the very first time, it's not going to be smooth sailing. And, you know, it might take some practice. And keep in mind, if it doesn't feel good, you don't have to suffer through it. You can stop, you can make changes, you can try something different, do a different position and see if it feels better. Good sex means that you're having fun, that you're having a pleasurable experience. And, you know, a lot of sex is just kind of like, okay, that happened. (laughs) What was the big deal about, right? Uh, Yeah. But, you know, honestly, sex is, you know, our sexuality is at the core of who we are. And our sexual experiences can have a, a major impact on our lives. So I do encourage people to be mindful and conscious about what you're doing. 
when it comes to your body, when it comes to exploring your sexuality. And really, great sex is all about the connection with the person that you're having sex with. It's the connection, the intimacy, that's what makes it magical. And some things to know about penis-vagina sex. It takes women a lot longer to orgasm. I recently taught a class on female pleasure that talks all about how to warm up the body and have orgasmic experiences. Unfortunately, we're running out of time today, so I can't go into it now. It's also important to know that most women do not have orgasms from penis-vagina sex. The majority of women need clitoral stimulation to reach orgasm, and that's, that's the way it is. So something else, if you're having sex, you need to know what to do if a condom breaks. Hopefully, you're using two forms of birth control. Many girls will use a long-term form of contraception, such as an IUD or other hormonal method. Condoms prevent pregnancy and the spread of STDs. They are essential to use every single time. Anytime that penis comes near the vagina, it needs to be wrapped up. Mm -hmm. Get some emergency contraception. Have it on hand if you're going to be engaging sexually, especially if you don't have a second form of birth control and you're only using condoms. Emergency contraception is not as reliable as regular contraception, but if you have a condom break or something happens, it's good to have on hand. It's better than nothing. And if your partner or yourself has any known STDs and a condom has broken, you know, there may be steps that you can do to help re reduce the risk of contracting the infection. So now is where I'm going to share the secret to having great sex. It's really all about knowing your own body because most people don't get education on how to give pleasure sexually, the next best thing is to learn how to please yourself so that you can teach your lover. Nobody knows your body like you do. While you can have decent sex without knowing much about your body, those who take the time to learn the pathways to pleasure and orgasm will have a, rot, will have a wider range of pleasurable sexual experiences. This means spending time to get to know your own body. Ask your parents for a vibrator. <laughs> it can help you learn. So self-pleasuring. I never had an orgasm until I discovered the book, The Joy of Sex. I was 19 at the time. I learned during that time how to reliably find my way to an orgasm. And I later discovered that it's actually very difficult for women to achieve orgasm while having penis-vagina sex, that most women need clitoral stimulation in order to reach orgasm. That was life-changing. It completely changed my sexual experience. I took charge of my orgasms and made sure that I got my satisfaction and didn't rely on the man to do the job. But if he was willing to learn, I would certainly teach him. So the most common way for a woman to get to orgasm is to rub the clitoris in a way that feels pleasurable. The use of lubricants and exposing the glands of the clitoris can be very helpful in getting you there. Edging can make orgasms more powerful. What is edging? Well, it's the 
stimulating yourself up to the point where you're just about ready to have that orgasm and then take your hands away, let things mellow out a little bit, calm down, then do it again. Bring yourself all the way up to just about the point where you're about to have that orgasm and then take your hands away, back off, let things calm down a little bit and then do it a third time. And this time, go all the way to orgasm. And that can really help to make your orgasms more powerful and pleasurable. So that is really just the tip of the iceberg. There is so much more to learn about sex. I would encourage you to get books, be curious, learn as much as you can. And most important, be safe while you're having fun. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Holistic Sex Ed Radio. Thank you for spending some of your precious time with us today. While these conversations may be difficult at times, the rewards are well worth it. We have the power to change the world by what we teach our kids. Join host Robin LaCrosse next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another thought-provoking conversation. Thank you and have a beautiful day.